Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 14. I am Tim McNiff, alongside PhD, Cinder Kampoff, high-performance coach, founder, and director at the Center for Sport and Performance Psychology and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato, where they happen to play football, don't they? Uh, they happen to play football, and um, I know we're recording this before people are going to listen, but they play on Saturday in Texas for the national championship, baby, Division two. so I'm headed out tomorrow uh, and uh, doing a workshop with the team tomorrow afternoon, so I'm pumped. That is so exciting, and, and so your normal process for working with the team, is that always a Friday thing that you'll talk to them? Usually for this team, it is for other teams. It might be, you know, just kind of random times, but, uh, this week, you know, for the Mavericks, it's Friday afternoon. So it'll seem like just a regular week, except we're going to be in Texas. So can you give us, uh, like a foreshadow of like what you're going to talk about? Sure. Um, so, well, one of the things that I'm going to talk about is, uh, you know, just the importance of moving on from mistakes that fast. And I'm snapping my fingers if you're hearing me. So um, we're going to talk about moving on really quickly. Uh, something we'll talk about later in the book called learn and burn. So that kind of means like learn from the mistake, but then burn it really quickly. And the quicker that we can move on, um, the, the better we can deal with adversity and setbacks in the game and bring the positive energy. One of the things that I love about watching that team and we've worked really hard on is like, the celebrating the small things, and you can see it in their body language. You can see it in the way they interact with each other, their high fives, their fist pumps. So that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm hopeful you'll see a lot of good positive energy if you're going to watch the game on Saturday or if you watched it on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Now, now people will know what was discussed uh, beforehand. I also want to uh, tell you a small shout-out. was contacting a school district in, in White Bear Lake on another matter. I was yes. talking to somebody, and they were going to bring the matter to someone else, and they got back to me, and they said, as soon as I mentioned you, they said, oh, he does the podcast on Beyond Grit. I love the podcast. So it's it's now my podcast, by the way. Well, it's our podcast. <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> it's great to be along with you. This is, I said, episode number 14. If you're joining us for the first time, we're so happy to have you along with us. Throughout the process, we go through the 10 practices and 52 chapters outlined in Sindra's book, Beyond Grit. And before we get into chapter 14, we're going to take a look back in the mirror and we're going to look at chapter 13. We're going to review Think Like the World's Best. And to do that, you told us for our homework, we were to write out four P4 thoughts. Now, what are P4 thoughts? Well, there's four of them powerful, possibility oriented, process focused, and positive and you urge us to use them every day 
And your reasoning for that is you wanted people to experience what? More powerful self-talk. You know, our, we have about 80,000 thoughts in one, in one day, so our mind is constantly thinking about things. And it's important that we plan out our thoughts. We think about what do we want to think about throughout our day? What's going to really help us be at our best? And these uh, P4 thoughts really help you think more powerfully about your future, stay focused on the small things that you can do, and then you state them more positively than negatively. So really to help you think like the world's best is, is the purpose of these uh, P4 thoughts. Now, you'd think this woman had a plan because, as I said, there are 10 practices to the book uh, Beyond Grit. Chapter 13, Think Like the World's Best, morphs into chapter 14, where it's make I will, I can, I am your new standard, all falling under the practice number three of mastering your thoughts. And you start out chapter 14 with a story that you've told here uh, on this podcast before, but I think is worth revisiting. Sure. Marathon. Yeah, you know, my, my um, background as an athlete was as a really successful high school athlete, state champion, um, ran the fastest mile in the state of Iowa when my, when, during my senior year. And so I got a full ride college scholarship. And but in, in college, I was, my performance was really up and down, mostly because of my mindset, mostly because I didn't know how to master it. And I really didn't have these practices that uh, we've, we were talking about in this book. And so I wanted to see what I could really do with this new mindset, right? Like after I got my PhD, after I had been working on my mindset, I wanted to see if I could do better in running. And so I uh, decided to run. I've been running marathons for a while, but I decided I was going to see if I could win a marathon. And so I registered for the Omaha Marathon. It was really uh, important to me because my parents live in Omaha and everyone was coming out and watching this race, right? Like my kids were there, my husband was there. Um, my parents were there. My sister was there, although she got there about, about mile 20, but she was there. <laughs> you know? She made it. She made it. She made it. And um, I, I felt really awesome in the race. Um, and I knew that I was winning. So, you know, it just felt so awesome to know that your hard work paid off until about mile 20. Okay. And um, if you know anything about marathons, for those listening, that's typically where you hit the wall you know, about mile 20, 21, and you don't typically run 26.2 miles in training because it, it tears your body apart. So you only run about 20, 21 miles. And so I remember hitting about mile 20 and three things happened to me all at once. Um, first of all, it was a huge hill, you know, so I start blaming the race directors. You know, it's like, um, who the blankety blank, you know, <laughs> laid out this course. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who puts a mile, a hill at mile 20, right? Like they must not be marathoners. You know, so I start blaming, uh, automatic negative thoughts. And then I look down and my quads are starting to cramp, right? Like I've ran this race so far, like as fast as I can. And so I can start seeing them like, as I going up this hill, just get tighter and then my automatic negative thought was like, uh-oh, you know, like, am I going to be able to last six more miles? Not very process focused. And then the second place woman is on my tail, like, boom, right there. And I, you know, I did something runners shouldn't do. And like about a half a mile earlier, I looked behind me, you know, and I didn't see her. <laughs> so, so it was a really big surprise that she was there. And I remember going up the, the hill and I felt pretty miserable mostly because my thoughts were miserable. And um, my husband was standing on, on top of that hill, and, and he later told me, he said, Syndra, 
you looked really bad <laughs> during that part <laughs> of the <laughs> and I was like, thanks, man. You know, but I, I looked really bad because my thoughts were really negative and they were disempowering, right? And usually when we have disempowering thoughts, you can they show up in your body in some way. And so to be honest, Tim, I let those thoughts kind of go for about half a mile, you know, just kind of uh, not really noticing the negativity. But then there was this point where we had to run around a cone. It was kind of a unique part of the race where we had to turn. And I saw in her eyes that she was, you know, experiencing the same discomfort that I was. And it sort of woke me up to, you know what? This is part of marathoning. You know, negative thoughts are part of being human. This is part of pushing yourself is being able to deal with these thoughts that, you know, aren't going to help you. And um, before the race, I had my thoughts pre-planned. So I actually had them on my arm in marker right here, you know, big marker. And it was like, you know, I am fast. I am powerful. Um, I, I am prepared. I got this. You know, and I just kind of repeated them. And the four that I had were like, I'm fast. I'm fit. I'm confident. I'm happy. And then sometimes there'd be another one that would come in, but it'd be like, I'm fast. I'm fit. I'm confident. I'm happy. I'm fast. I'm fit. I'm confident. I'm happy. And, you know, that I chose those four words because that's how I'm at my best, right? When I remind myself, I'm confident. When I remind myself, I'm fit. When I remind myself, like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm happy about this. And then, you know, um, it wasn't magic, Tim, but, you know, soon, I'd say in a half a mile, I started to feel really differently because my mind, you know, was directing my body to think about these more powerful, empowering things. And my pace started to pick up. Because my body followed my mind, just like everybody's body follows their minds, you know. And then all of a sudden, I don't remember a couple miles. Like it was, it was euphoric. It was in the flow, and I beat the woman by five minutes. Wow! wow. And it was awesome because you know my fastest four the four the four miles at the end were my fastest in the whole marathon. Unbelievable! It made me really realize like this is what the power of training your mind really is is that when you're ready to give up, you always have another year. So there's that element to the story. But as you write it in the book, the way you finish the story to me is also super powerful. Because you say you cried after you finished the race, but not because you won the race. Yes. Because? Because I realized that, you know, what the power of your mind can do. And I realized, like, when you really train your mind and use it, while you're performing, that you can really experience this next level. Um, and, you know, we all train our bodies in some way. If it's in sport, if it's in our craft, you know, in our profession, we're all training in some way. And it's like this is what the difference maker is, is really your mind. And that, folks, is why we're doing this podcast. We want to get you to the point that where, where Cinder is, and we are now in Chapter 14. Now, if you were listening to what Dr. Kampoff was just saying, she kept saying, I am fit, I am fast, I am strong, I am happy. And this chapter is called Make I Will, I Can, I Am, Your New Standard. These are power phrases, but one builds on the next and builds on the next to get where you are. So we're going to start with not I am, but rather I will. Talk yeah. about I will. So I will is a really powerful statement because it's about your intention. It's about what you want to do. 
Um, and so, you know, maybe it's like, I will make this happen. I will, um, you know, sign blank number of people this year in, in my business. I will, uh, you know, make the team. So I will is powerful because it's a statement about your intention, something that you want to make happen. And it leads into, I can. And I can is powerful because it's about your potential. So it's about the possibilities. It's about the things that you can do. And particularly with, you know, belief in yourself, that's really what I can is about, reflective of that. So it's about your potential. You know, maybe it's things like um, I can throw the ball accurately uh, while I'm pitching. Maybe it's, you know, um, um, I can do anything that I put my mind to. You know, that's a powerful one that I think of sometimes. Maybe I, can, I can speak in front of a room full of people. Absolutely. I can um, do well in the math test. Yes. Yes. You know, so, so yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's, it's all of these things. And as you said in the race, you had planned all of this out. That's where we want you to go because we're going to get you to, I will, which is great. I can, which is great to, I am, which you say is the most powerful phrase because it is a statement about who you are and your identity. Talk about that. So one of the reasons I chose the I am phrases in the marathon is, is because who, that's who I am. And that's the most powerful way to talk to yourself is because sometimes we forget who we, we, we are really, you know, that it's kind of our mind that can take over and we can forget, you know, that, you know, we have all these years of hard work or, or experience. So I am is a powerful statement because it's about who you are. It's about your identity. And um, the way I would encourage you to think about it is like, think about, you know, how, how do you want to show up every day? Um, or maybe it's about like, what are your strengths? What are your talents? What are your positive attributes? And then using those to remind yourself who you are and uh, how you want to show up. And um, you talk in the chapter also about how you use power phrases and mm -hmm. not just in the sense of writing them on your arm. Mm. You, you've got them on like places around your house, like on the wall. Yes. <laughs> I have them on my grip board. I have them on my mirror. And the best place, um, Tim, is you can just take like a dry erase marker and you can just change them up on your mirror. And usually, you know, we're brushing our teeth or getting ready in the morning. And so we see these. Um, and these are my go-tos, right? When I'm struggling or when these automatic negative thoughts pop in. I have to redirect my mind to, to what I know about myself and, and who I want to be or who I am. And that's the, the powerful part about this. There's a lot of athletes that I work with who kind of follow the same lead and they write their I am phrases on their arm or um, sometimes, you know, with they, they might have wrap around their wrist and then they write these power phrases on their wrist. And, and the, 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 the importance of doing that is like, because uh, sometimes in the game or in our performance, we forget. Right. And we kind of let our mind take over and our mind, again, is more negative by default. So uh, we want to pre-plan these thoughts, to help us think about what do we want to think about so we can be at our best. So in preparing for this uh, podcast recording last night, um, I went through all this and knowing that I have a really important meeting today, okay. I planned out my power phrases. Nice. And, Tell us about it. Well, you know, I've got I've got to go and talk to people about um, why they should do business with us, and they're established in a certain field, and we are very much a startup. So, um, what I needed to do is to really sell them on the concept and our vision, 
I'm, I feel like a little bit like PJ Fleck. My team isn't winning on the field yet, but I have to sell them that we're going to and why. So for me, it's I will. And one of my things that I really seek to do is I will help people. I will benefit people. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, because I wanted people to hear your information, because I know if they read the book, if they use the workbook, if they do the homework exercise, if they listen to the podcast, they have an opportunity to better their lives. So I will, in this meeting, I will make people understand why we're the clear choice. I can do that because I have this unique skill set that, that allows me to be persuasive in an honest way. And I am the right person to convey this message because I believe it in my heart. I believe in my heart where we're going and what we're going to do. And so when I leave that room, they will understand why we are the people that they need to do business with. And I am going to make this happen. Awesome. That is so incredibly powerful. And I like how you chose an I will, I can, and then some I am's, right? So that, that's really powerful. And a mix is really powerful. The other day, I was kind of stuck in my head about something. And so I just started saying these uh, I am statements and I will and I can statements in my car out loud, <laughs> you know, just to help me kind of get refocused. And uh, we all need to do that because we can overthink things. We can uh, ruminate on things. We can take things personally when they're not personal. Um, so we need ways to reset. And this is the way to reset, to remind yourself what you can do and what your potential is and what you will do and uh, who you are. So we're to, we just talked about, you know, how people can use them on a daily basis, on a situational basis. One thing I wanted to get back to um, that you talked about a little bit in the book and you touched on, and when you were telling the story about the race and you talked about when you hit that hard point where you just lost touch with almost certain miles because you were going through your power phrases. So I I want to ask you about repetition. Okay. How important is the execution of your power phrases? How important is repetition? Well, what I think about is like, you know, what I think about myself, I become, or as everybody is listening, it's like what you think about yourself, you become. And so uh, repetition is really important because what you're putting in here is what you end up becoming. And so you also need repetition to remind yourself of this is who you are, right? Like your negativity can just be really pervasive. It can be loud. And so, right, this is a, this is part of the human condition, there's nothing different about you than, you know, me or your Tim, right? Like we all can experience negativity. We can all experience overwhelm or anxiety. And so that's why it's really powerful because, you know, your mind simply becomes what you tell it the most. And so if you, you want to shape your mind to think about what's possible and what do you want in 2020? You know, what are, what are you really, um, what do you, what are some of your big goals that you're going to go after? And then start telling yourself that you've already accomplished them because what you think about you create and what you think about yourself you become. So these, especially these I am statements is who you you're going to become. So if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm always late or um, I'm never on time or um, um, I'm a terrible communicator, right? That's how you're, that's who you're going to become. You know, I'm, I'm a bad teammate and you know, that's how you're going to show up. So why not tell yourself, what you want to do and who you want to be. And that's uh, what you're going to end up becoming more of. Yeah. In our last uh, podcast, you know, you talked about, you know, if you're a golfer and you're, you're, you've got water in front of you, you think about the water, that's where that ball is going to go. You yes. think about almost any sports application, 
if you've got to throw strikes, if you have to throw horseshoes, you know, on a ringer, whatever it is, you know, uh, bowling, if you have to release the ball at a certain pin, you know, all the rest of it, that's self-talk, you know, how you lead into it. Don't letting doubt enter into the equation. It's a difficult thing to do, but to me, that's where repetition really comes in. And if you can keep it simple, if you can just keep it simple, like you talked about, I am strong. I am fast. You're not right. trying to remember eight, nine words. You're right. telling yourself a repeating message and, and a physical transformation takes place. You become what you tell yourself you are. Absolutely. And I think the power of what you just said, Tim, is like we can just listen. The listen is listening to the negativity. Uh, but instead, you want to really be planful. You want to talk to your thoughts, right? You want, you want to talk to yourself. So you want to talk to yourself, not listen. The listen is the negativity. The talk is being really intentional with what you're talking about. And the power of this, something I talk about in the book is like every thought you think, either conscious or unconscious, like translate electrical impulses, right? So it does really impact your actions, your habits. It impacts the mo- every moment of your life. And sometimes we don't necessarily know the impact that our thoughts have. Uh, but just realizing that these really disempowering thoughts aren't helpful um, can really help us recognize them and be more aware of the thoughts that we have. So I've been pretty uh, transparent about the fact that I was not a great student, never enjoyed homework. I don't know that I've ever looked forward more to not only getting homework, but assigning homework this week. Because <laughs> I think, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say, but I think whatever it is, people are going to have an opportunity to give themselves a gift. And we're recording this on, on December uh, 19th. And so by the, the week from now, Christmas will be in the rearview mirror. But this is an opportunity to really gift yourself to really give yourself a gift that can keep on giving not only you know tomorrow or the next week or the next month, but for the rest of your life. So with that, I don't know if anyone's ever built up your homework more than I just did. <laughs> you, you better have something good after all that. I better have something good. Well, I know this is life-changing. So I would encourage everyone to grab out like um, a note card or a sticky note. And I want you to think about what are some power phrases that are going to really help you be at your best and who do you want to become more of? And I'd encourage everyone to write down four power phrases. Now, you could do a mix like Tim did where it's like some I will, some I am, um, some I can. But I encourage you to end the last one with an I am. Okay, and think about uh, who do you want to become more of in 2020? What do you want to do? Um, what do you want to focus on? And then I'd encourage you to put those at least three places. So how about one on your mirror with a dry erase board in your bathroom? How about one in your car? How about one um, on your refrigerator or a, 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 like a calendar or one on the back of your phone, <laughs> right? Uh, you could even write that on the, on the back of your phone to kind of remind yourself every time you open up that phone, uh, you're reminding yourself how you want to think. So I'd encourage everyone to... Um, this week, really spend time um, not just listening to those automatic negative thoughts, but being intentional with your self-talk. It's really an opportunity to, to gift something to yourself. This is the wonderful part uh, of the many wonderful elements of this book that, Cindra, you have written, is because it's not only the blueprint for how to build this new mind, it's the toolkit 
and it's the tools and it's the whole thing. It, it's, it's why I thank you every week for allowing me to be on this journey with you. It's fabulous. Um, would you like to give us your high performance power phrase? Yes. Thank you, Tim. And I'm grateful to be on this journey with you too. It's awesome to talk to you every week. Um, so here we go. I talk to myself, not listen. I think I will, I can, I am, so I can reach my awesome, wicked potential. There it is. Uh, gritty person of the week. My gritty person of the week, I was trying to think like maybe it's going to be the Maverick football team who's playing the national championship. So I'm going to give a shout out to them. But um, my gritty person of the week is going to be a CEO, Dennis Franzen. So you maybe have heard of Franzen Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some locally here. I live in Mankato and we have you know, some around the area. And I was speaking to one of his companies uh, this week. And at the end, um, an ESM, uh, EMS, there we go. Uh, there you go. EMS um, professional came up and talked about the impact that he had made in the community through his donations to EMS. And you think about um, people in the community who, uh, you know, maybe are the first responders to car accidents or um, when you have an accident in your home, they're the first people to come. You know, all of that takes money and finances. And uh, the EMS professional was talking about the great work that Dennis has done and, and the gifts that he's given. Um, he donated his, um, his um, hanger <laughs> so that uh, the, the company or the EMS company in, um, in, uh, by Chicago Lakes could actually have like a helicopter to really save people's lives quicker. So I want to give a shout out to Dennis and all those people who during this holiday season are giving, giving of their time or giving of their money or resources to really help people and make their lives better. I love that. That's a great choice. Uh, in a sense, you have me rethinking uh, my, my gritty person of the week. I know people are going, oh, my God, don't talk about football anymore, you two. We have spent <laughs> a lot of time talking about football, um, and we'll change. But I just think that um, as the NFL announced their um, candidates for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is the highest uh, civic award that you can you can get in the National Football League. It's not a surprise that the Vikings nominated tight end Kyle Rudolph. And uh, his work with children in the hospitals and setting up a, a wing, you know, it's all been well documented. And, and But I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you something. I have not always been the biggest Kyle Rudolph fan because I always felt for a guy his size, effective catching the ball, he was a less than adequate blocker. And I think to me that showed more, from a football background, to me that's more of a me versus we approach. He's not doing everything really for the team. But if you think about how this football team transformed in the past year, they brought in these, these coordinators from Denver, and they changed to a more of a running-focused team. And in the first four weeks of the season, Kyle Rudolph barely saw football. Yeah. And I would contend that he played the best football of his Vikings career. Because here's this guy in his 30s who's been here for every year, now suddenly using his body the way he, you know God has enabled him to do, he's become a gritty football player because he now blocks. And so we've seen recently these wonderful one-armed, one-handed catches he's made that have impacted the team and helped in their, their drive towards a playoff spot. And everyone's caught up on that. But I would choose instead to focus on the way he became selfless going into this season, and he could have hung his head. He could have said, I'm a veteran. I don't need this. He could have maybe asked for a trade. Instead, he applied himself to the offense the way it changed. 
He became a great role model for Irv Smith Jr., the, the, the rookie that they drafted, who, who could someday take his job, right? Mm-hmm. And, but no, he just went out there and did his job better than he had done previously. And for that, Kyle Rudolph, you, sir, are my gritty person of the week. Awesome. All I right. love it. I love it. I want you to do me two favors. I want you to travel safe. And if you can, I want you to bring back a win. Oh, yeah. I will do my best. <laughs> Go try, back. Try, try to, I know it runs against your nature, but try to be enthusiastic. I know. I know. <laughs> You're the best. You're a thousand watt, watt light bulb. I love you. Um, and I want to thank everyone for joining us. The Beyond Grit podcast seeks to help you reach your peak potential, whatever that is. I encourage you to check out this and other great content you can find on the National Sports Center blog page, which is Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us your questions and comments. You can also find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and an Apple podcast, where we encourage you to rate and review us so we can reach and help empower more people with Dr. Kampoff's brilliant content you just heard so much about. My name is Tim McNiff. It is an honor to be on this journey with Dr. Cindy Kampoff, who is going to close it out. Dr. Everyone, travel safely this week, stay gritty, and keep mastering that mindset. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit Podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit Podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.